Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. I'd like to welcome to more than just a podcast interview, David Powles, who's one of the directors of the new film, Away From Home, which takes a look at the um, last season at the Bowling, the move away and then to the Olympic Stadium, and follows about four or five of the fans as they talk through the season, their feelings about the move. Um, how did you come up with the idea of the film, Dave? Um, well, I've always, I, I always thought the move was going to be a big part of fans' lives, so I wanted to document that. So, um, a football, supporting a football club is such a massive thing to people's identities, and sort of, sort of can make people who they are to an extent. And um, we sort of wanted to record a, a massive change, um, sort of in a football club and what um, and what that would do to people, you know. Right. So, uh, what was the inspiration uh, behind the making of the film? Because it must have took a while to come up with the idea, and it really, it really did. I mean, like a lot of teams sort of a moving ground and or staying where they are, you know, um, yeah. and bolstering their support sort of by, you know, extending grounds or doing what Spurs are doing. But visually, from like a filmmaking point of view, um, if you look at the move from the bowling ground to the Olympic Stadium, it's such a stark sort of visual contrast, isn't it? And sort of on film that is always quite important because you do tell your stories to an extent through a visual sort of um, medium. But, I mean, it's just, it, it was just such a harsh move. Sort of, I kind of knew it would be dramatic. So that was kind of the sort of premise going forward and kind of the idea, you know. Yeah. I, I, I mean, in that way, you sort of lucked out in how dramatic the move has become. Yeah, um, you know when you started making it, I doubt if you, you, you did. Did you have an inkling? Uh, what was your feeling on the move and how it would come? <sighs> I never wanted to move, so I was. I, I, I just I saw it 
all going the wrong way straight away. To be honest with you, I just, I um, I just, I was against it from the get go, really. But um, I just, do you know, do you know what, Nigel? I don't. What, what, what sort of really I struggle with at the moment is just sort of the lack of protest. Sort of that they're looking back. I, I just don't seem to remember it at the moment. And how, how about yourself? Can you? remember anything like (laughs) I'll be honest Dave Um, in 2010 I had a flag made that said say no to Olympic Stadium I've seen it that flag will age well Nigel mate yeah and um, I collected 4,000 signatures outside the ground wow um, up until the new year that I then submitted to the club Um, but then when push comes to shove the, the club stayed, you know, the club managed me really well because I was new to it. So, yeah. you know, I, in, in a way they brought me in, spun me towels, which I never believed, but I joined the SAB thinking, right, this is where we're going to make the change inside. Yeah. And I found out I was well outnumbered. Mm. And sort of died to death, re- realistically. I, I did my best, but my best yeah. was an ultimate failure. Yeah. Because I don't, I don't, I don't remember the. I, I just remember the club coming out of like. I, I, I don't know if you can correct me if I'm wrong, but kind of a really dubious kind of poll done by supporters that was sort of really in favour of the move, you know. And it, I just, I just don't remember much. I just don't remember a lot of sort of um, at the time, sort of people sort of saying, "No, we don't want this." But like you say, maybe there was. I, I just don't remember, you know. I mean, the the the, the, the club did its consultation where they gave you. Four ways of saying yes, I want to move, and one way of saying no. Mm. Um, I was part of a campaign that did a vote outside the ground with the fans, but we had 88% that said no. But we yeah. only got, I mean, we did that vote over three games in 2011, 2012, and only 3,500 people voted in it. Wow. Wow. So the apathy was there. So while we got 88 against the move that was only like 3,000 fans against yeah. 35,000 walking into the ground and I oh, think the club the club relied on that basically you know plus the SAB yeah. every vote in the SAB you know there was only two or three of us that would vote no Neither. even when we see the plans in advance people were showing the plans of what we've got now to save now and I remember saying to one you know one of the directors come up to me and said what do you think, Nigel? And I went, I can argue against that, and I will. Yeah, yeah, yeah. N- nobody else did. So, in yeah, a way... It was, it, it was quite farcical, wasn't it? Where you yeah. sort of went into that, um, you know, the reservation centre at the uh, yeah. Stratford, and, you know, you got you got commission reps, commission agents sort of selling your stuff, you know, they're on big, big sort of commission to sell your seat. You know, they're going to tell you anything, and you sort of, I remember being told some ridiculous things. Do you know what I mean? But uh, the problem is, I think people were just promised sort of promised progress, weren't they? And look where we're yeah, at, I, mate. <laughs> I mean, personally, that after the clubs, even though it's not my interview, it's yours. The clubs never really answered for the behaviour of the staff in the in the sales centre because that's what it was. It was worth yeah. reservation. It was a sales centre. That's where yeah. the selling was done. I agree because I, I, I sit in that block 103, right next to it's sort of the, it's right next to the Bobby Moore lower sort of yeah. in the West Stand, and I'm like lower tier, sort of at the start. I think people were just so confused about what they could actually do with quite a few people, you know. And then 
was all that ruckus at the start, and it was just sort of now, it's just, oh, I've, I've got to sit now, you know? Because, <laughs> uh, you know, it's, it's hard, because if, if it's the person in front of you is sitting down, and you're standing up, and the fellow behind you is sitting down, and it's like, what can you do, you know? You can't sort of ruin it for other people, do you know what I mean? So I'm, I'm thinking about moving to Bobby more lower next season, because I think it's probably the best place for me, personally, but, so... <laughs> It's um, just because I, I think it's the closest yeah. thing. The problem is, it's, it's ironic, because you go over to West Ham now, and it just doesn't feel like West Ham, but I think if I went to the Bobby Moore Lower, it would probably be the closest thing I could have to going over to the old place, you know? Yeah. It's sad. Yeah. It's, it's, a bit, it's really sad. It's really sad. But as you can see from the film, like, you know, people, it's such a sad film. And I, honestly, mate, I didn't mean to make such a sad film, you know? Uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I promised myself... And I didn't cry the last game, you know. I'm not going to cry. It's just a football game. And yeah. watching your film, <laughs> I told yeah. you, I had to stop it after about 40 minutes and just have five minutes um, away from it. Because it, it, when you get to that last game, knowing what we know now, yeah, you know, it just made it worse. Because at the last game, even though I was against the move, it was, well, let's see what we're getting yeah. And it was actually worse than I ever thought. And I used to paint a bad picture of the place. So. Yeah, completely. You know, and I think that's what's where all this anger stems from now. A lot of yeah. people, you know, you can see feel hoodwinked. Um, did, you, did you ever talk to West Ham at all? When no, you were no. Made or you that, was just... a conscious, that was a conscious decision by me and Mitch, the other filmmaker, to never get involved with them. Just because... Uh, I think with that comes censorship, you know, and uh, yeah, I, I just, I just couldn't, I just, I, I wanted to completely make it on our terms and sort of, you know, record people's stories on their terms, their opinions, you know, democratically release something and put it out there, you know. I didn't, I don't want to sort of, we we had a we had, we, had, we had a film ready in January and it was a lot better looking film than the film we actually released because we had shots inside the ground. Um, sort of, you know, a few really beautiful sort of things like uh, inside the ground, sort of um, the interiors, but also um, a few of the characters uh, like played the charity game there at the end of the season. But yeah. when, we, when we come to release it, uh, we sort of showed it to a media lawyer just to be perfectly, because uh, obviously we're charging sort of like three ninety nine to rent it. Yeah, yeah. Well, you've got to be sort of so careful. You've got to sort of, uh, if we're releasing it for free on YouTube, we could just sort of put that one out, but because we're charging, we had to. We showed it to a media lawyer, and he said you're just going to have to take all the interiors of the ground out, so and all badges and that. So we literally had to kind of like go Be through it all Summer. over again, yeah. yeah, and just literally try and. I mean, it's still a, it's still a. I thought it was a quite good looking film, do you know what I mean? But it just there were some other bits in it that we thought really bolstered it visually. But unfortunately, mate, sometimes you've got to sort of work with what you have, and you know. And release it sort of in the way we have, you know. Um, we, we've made we're making it for three years. It's completely self-funded. Sort of, I filmed it with Mitch, and then me and Mitch produced it. We edited it together, and then we wrote the theme tune. We sung the theme tune, you know. <laughs> then we yeah. got rid of it. Do you know what I mean? But yeah. it's just completely us. Like it's just like two of us with two cameras and a and a sort of a Mac computer. And so, looking at it now, I'm really proud to be taking this with you, mate. Yeah, no, you, you, I mean, you should be. Uh, I felt for the cameraman that had to film outside the ground at the last game. Me. You. So yeah. You didn't get inside. Didn't get in. Well, it was two of us, so <laughs> what happened was, 
it was, it was, you know, that, that was like a carnival, that last, you know, just outside. Yeah. It was a carnival atmosphere. It was the best thing I've ever seen in my life. I just never, I don't think I've ever experienced anything like it, Nigel, mate. I'm actually like, but we're trying to track down our characters that we had in the film, and it was just, our mobile phones weren't working and this and that, and it was just like, well, we got two vantage points to sort of, we got all the, in, we got the, all the interviews, and we said, like, we've got to film this now, if you know what I mean? So I sat outside, sort of Bobby Moore Lower, and sort of threw a gap on, uh, the road parallel to Priory Road, and then Mitch managed to get on top of the uh, the high the high rise block of flats where I think it's Telegraph were doing like yeah. photography up there. But he managed to break in up there with a bunch of kids, and sort of we ended up getting that kind of stuff. So it was you know it was a sacrifice. I was I, you know I'm now looking back, I sort of I think I witnessed the sort of the the before and after of the game, and I think that was for me like that was enough. And I you know I filmed in between and. What I didn't get to see, I sort of, you know, I sacrificed that to put in the film, and yeah, you know, it's worth it, I think. Yeah, yeah. No, it, it, it for those in the ground, it's interesting to see what was happening outside. Yeah, it was crazy. Those man. that had stayed, and you know, the unbelievable amount of people that stayed outside the whole, the whole game. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I, I mean, I'm amazed. I'm amazed. I know they made Iron Man. But I'm just amazed there's not another film like ours, to be totally, totally honest with you. Like, that hasn't been made by, like, sort of another sort of... I know they did, like, Guardian did a short film and that, and there was a few others. But I'm just amazed there isn't a film arch, overarching the whole move, you know? Yeah, I mean, I mean, Iron Man um, is it, an emotional film. Yeah. Uh, but you can see it's made from the club's point of view. Yeah. Um, which sets yours apart, actually. Oh, you know, yours one, as I said, I felt was better because it was purely from the fans' point of view. Yeah. Not doctored in any way. With by, you know, you can imagine Iron Man Club was sitting there going, no, no, you know. Yeah. We'll yeah. let you show Gary. You had Gary. Gary was an emotional person. Yeah, man. To the end. You know um, Gary, don't you? I do. Yeah, I wrote. You used to write for that, didn't you? Yeah. For, for five, six years, I wrote Pro Less at the end. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, it's, but, I mean, I've just was talking to the, a couple of the others on the podcast, and I've, without giving too much away for not seeing it, when you look at the, the, the five or six people you followed at the end of it, Gary for me was the happiest one of the lot. Yeah, yeah. In yeah. himself. Yeah, I think so. It's one of them things like you. Dude, I, I was thinking it the other day, like, I mean, I'd never stop going, like, do you know what I mean? But yeah. you sometimes you think, like, if I stopped going, you know, like, <laughs> would I, like, and I, all of a sudden I got my weekend back and, like, you know, I had my memories of the old place, like, would I be a happier person now, you know? No. No. I suppose I'd end up walking around a shopping centre with, like, my, you know, <laughs> you end up, or, you know, you, you end up sort of taking up other things. I, don't, I just don't think I would be, do you know what I mean? But, I think Gary filled his life with reggae music and it sort of just seems to be doing a lot more for him these days, Yeah, you know? I think he, he had that other love. I think if you've got that other love that can replace it. I mean, I didn't go to Southampton game, first game I missed this season. Wow. And it was a conscious decision. It was me saying, why, well, I'm not going, I'm sick of this. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I wasn't going to go back for the rest of the season, but I'm now going back because just that one game, watching it at home, Oh, yeah, yeah. Not, you know, we won three 0 and I couldn't enjoy it. It was like, yeah, 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 man. I think I think I've I think still got that like, problem. 
a problem. Yeah. Yeah, you know it's um, it's, it's crazy, isn't it? It's just I've, I've I've never I've never been to anything like it in my life, and I just I just can never see myself giving it up. But like, I think if you you were so opposed to the move, like I think Gary was Gary was always very opposed to the move, and but he did give the new place a chance, and he just said he just couldn't have it, you know, and he just you know, I think he's just sort of looking forward, not back. Yeah, I, I suppose. I mean, I, yeah, I was pleased he did go there. I think mm. it was the first, because I see him outside before the game and said hello, because he's yeah. always adamant you weren't going to go. So I thought, right, that's a good sign. Because the last thing you want is to move to drive people away. Yeah. You know, especially people that have put as much in as he had over the years in in selling the fans in and not missing any games. Exactly. sad in a way to think that he's, he's not going back. But when you see him at the end, and he has replaced that with his reggae music, which he had already. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, that's what I say. It's what I walked away for. Well, there's someone that's happy. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, it's, um, it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's, I've been getting a, you're getting a bit of negative, uh, we had a negative uh, Amazon review, sort of saying, sort of, we're, we're, we're all, we're all negative fools in the film, and, uh, you know, we're not, we're not, we're not taking any, you know, we're not talking about anything about, so we didn't approach any, uh, anyone in the film that sort of couldn't get to West Ham before the move. But, like, I, I just never really met anyone um, that could never get to games that live near the ground. Do you know what I mean? Like, I don't remember, like, sort of people sort of bustling at the gate, you know, and we were in a championship. Do you know what I mean? Well, I, I mean, yeah, I'll, I'll argue with anyone that, 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 that there was tickets to be had at the bowling. Yeah. You know, and, and perhaps the one thing I will tip the to is that they've managed to get 50,000 people or, 48,000, yeah. whatever the real crowd is. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Turning up every week, there's still, you know, a lot more when at times at the bowling, I mean, you could still buy a season ticket the season before the last season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They didn't even sell out season tickets. So, yeah. And do you know what? You know you know Kevin well, Kevin Manson, he says, yes. he does say, say in a film, you can get 10,000 more kids Watching yeah. their local team, it is a good thing, you know. And sort of, I think I, I do. I do completely agree with that, you know. But the film is called Away from Home, and sort of we focus on people that have gone for a, a long time and become accustomed to sort of going to West Ham, and it's sort of about that separation and going to a new place that isn't home yet, you know. Yeah, I mean the criticism sounds. I mean, the, you did have one fan who was quite positive of the move beforehand. Yes. Um, so, I mean, people can follow his journey and, and see. It, I mean, the, the fact that you covered individual people, you had the, yeah. the burger seller and the program seller. Yeah, you go of course. through the trials yeah. and tribulations that he had. You know, yeah, man. You know, the, he had the double whammy that not only did he lose the burger pitch from outside the ground, <laughs> the program yeah. didn't go down too well either. No, um, not at all. Not at all. And then, uh, you know, in the, sort of the first half of the film, I, I think there's a little bit of hope there at the start. You know, I think people are, you know, people are open, a bit more open to the move. Than, like when I first started filming them, I thought, I don't reckon these guys are going to be open to the move. And quite a few people were when we were filming. Yeah. Oh, bloody hell. Like the original cut night was four hours long. So we had, about, we, had about, yeah. we had loads of other fans that we filmed interviews with. But to be honest with you, it got to the point where we thought we've got to condense this down, you know. And some people... You filmed them, and it was just hard to sort of keep in contact with them or get them for an interview. It's, it's very hard, sort of, when there's only two of you, you know? Yeah. But we got who we got, you know? We got them at the start, we got them at the end, and we didn't sort of say to them, we didn't sort of, um, we just sort of asked them their opinion about what they're moving. 
a few of them are hopeful at the start and sort of, you know, as you watch it, you kind of see most of them aren't that happy, you know? Yeah. yeah but, yeah. mate, listen, it's, it's opinion, you know? It's always going to be a word that polarises opinion, and that's kind of what I want. I don't sort of want to make a, ni- a film where everyone go, oh, that's a nice film. Do you know what I mean? I'd rather people have strong opinions towards it, you know? I mean, what would you like viewers to take out from seeing the film? What, what? I think, I think ultimately, I, I think we frame really well what we've lost, you know, and um, I, I think we would sort of take from that what we have lost and sort of how can some of us, how, how, how sort of the club can act to regain something, you know, like regain what's been lost. I think, you know, I think the film frames quite well sort of the bowling and why it was important and then sort of the second half sort of why people aren't happy at the new place, you know, and I think there's sort of things to be taken from that that the club could use to address, um, you know, the sort of dire situation that, that it is over there at the moment, you know, like, you know, you go, to, you go, you walk through sort of that massive expanse, none of the old cellars are there, it don't smell, um, sort of, people are there, um, you know, you've got this sort of, it doesn't smell the same, does it? No. Um, Gary ain't there, but then, you know, then, it, you know, there's, there's just, there's a lack of familiarity almost, you know, so, I think maybe looking at the both of the uh, both of the sort of uh, the bowling and then what's missing at the new place, I think maybe hopefully pe- people can sort of well maybe the powers that be if they see it can sort of take something from it where they can look at it and think right well, what what are they what are these lads saying you know what I mean and what can we do to address the problems there? I mean, if that makes any sense, yeah, no, sense? yeah, it, it, you know, I'd like to think that the club do sit down and watch it. Yeah, I mean. Yeah, I, I'd like, you know, if, if I could, it's never, it, for me, if, I, if you could turn around to me and go, Mr. Flipper will get his, if, I could, if, if you could look at it and go, well, what, what could you get out of this? You go, right, well, Mr. Flipper can get his, uh, get his burger van outside, outside the ground and sort of become part of it again. You know, that, that'd be, the film would be a success for me. And do you think it's worth doing a follow-up in a year's time or two years' time yeah. once people have bedded in? I think so. I think I'm going to. Uh, we'll go back to some of the characters that we've we've been in that have been in this film, and probably add a few more. I think a few more, a few more people have a few more things have kind of happened, hasn't it? There's sort of various kind of groups, isn't there now, trying to uh, you know demand yeah. account- accountability and transparency from the board, which I fully respect. And I think sort of, I, I mean, I don't, I, I don't really know too much what's going on there at the moment with regards to what, who the club are dealing with to be totally honest with you. So, I mean, I think it's something I've got to sit down and have a look at who I could actually speak to. But there'll definitely be, I definitely think there'll be a follow-up. I mean, I'm not going to start, I was talking to, I was talking to Mitch, the other filmmaker, and so there was, there's the idea to do sort of look over at sort of Spurs ground and do something, not, not too dissimilar, but I don't think that's really, I don't really think that's too interesting really at the moment. Do you know what I mean? I think, I'd, I'd, I'd rather focus on West Ham, to be honest, because it's such a big part I mean, of my life. That's what made our move more gut-wrenching, the fact that the others are staying virtually where they are, or have stayed where they are. We've gone the three and a half miles out of the heart of them to the edge of them. That's, that's what made it more interesting, in a way. Definitely. And it's, it's such an alien atmosphere, sort of, going through the uh, shopping centre, isn't it? And sort of, or, or even just sort of being ferried round the shopping centre and walking just along a big expanse of park to just go straight in the ground and then come straight out and, you know, go, you know. It's just so alien, you know. It's so different, yeah. isn't it? I mean, and a lot of the things, I think a lot of people get really upset because they were so accustomed to places they went to before. 
I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. You know, like the Vic Tavern and East Ham Working Man's Club and that. And I just think, you know, when you see them, I, I mean, I can only speak for sort of the East Ham Working Man's Club, like, because like, we filmed them and that. Like, to see them struggling so much, you know, to the detriment of the, you know, because the club moved, it's such a shame, you know. Yeah, I mean, I've, I've been to one of the, the, the events there. Uh, yeah. um, and and they're, they're quite well and they're, they're quite busy. Um, yeah. So at least they're clinging on to that clientele, but, but obviously it's probably two thirds of what they got. They're probably down a third, maybe more. And, and it, well, they're not getting anything after the game, are they? Nah, so nah, not so. In a way, it's probably halved. Thing. Yeah, because we, we did a film, like basically when we, we so when we went there and we saw they were sort of, they were putting on a coach thing. Yeah. So we did like a promo, a video for them. So I'll right, get a promo video, get it online. And it got like, you know, it got about 44K views and like about 400 shares, you know. And you thought, just maybe, do you know what I mean? And like, you know, maybe it'll do something. If we can go there, have a drink and come back and have a drink, you know. But I just think it was such a, it was, it was you know, it was such a big structure to fill. I just don't think you'd ever recoup the loss, you know, no matter what you did. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, the... the, the I tried it with the. I mean, I was a supporters club member, so I tried it with the supporters club. Yeah. Uh, uh, going there, and uh, once I got the bus at two o'clock, and I still made kick off. Yeah. And then, I'd, you know, getting the train. I think what kills it is, is not so much the walk up to Upton Park Station, is that when you get the Stratford, you think it's only a 10 minute train ride down to West Ham, change at West Ham into Stratford. 10, 10, 15 minutes tops. Yeah, it's the twenty-five minute walk then to the ground on top oh, of that. That's yeah, no, it's true. Go on, sorry, Nigel. But, but that's that's why, in a way, I think a lot of people perhaps 
had good intentions of still keeping to that area. Yeah. I mean, I'd, in the end, I gave up the sports club, to be honest, and started going in the Black Lion purely because it was a 10-minute bus ride up yeah. to the high street. And then it was then you still had the 20-minute the, the, the walk up to the ground. Yeah, Black Lion's on the Broadway, isn't it? So that's the Broadway, yes. is it? Yeah. 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 Uh, it's, it, it's, it's, yeah, I mean, I, I started at the... Uh, the rail, is it the railway tavern? Yes. Uh, yeah. like the other end is kind of it's sort of angle lane. Yeah. That's the one. But that, that's like you know, it's, that's a twenty-five minute walk and sort of if you had a few beers in here, it's just like you can cough. So I stopped going there just because I, 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 I'm sort of a bit deflated with it all really because it's just sort of you think where do I go? You know, like I don't even go to Acne Wick because I went over Acne Wick the other day and I had some beer and it tasted like bloody potpourri, you know. Yeah, I, the, the problem with the Acne Whip side for me is it's very trendy. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I'm in the supporters club. They rent a space. But that's space, an art gallery. It? That's an art what? gallery. Is it really? Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it's great. It's next to the ground. You get, you get your beer. But at the end of the day, you're sitting in an art gallery. Yeah. You yeah. can't get so more detached from football and West Ham was a working class club. Yeah. So more detached from that working class um, manner. And I think that's yeah. the problem as well. Is uh, Being a you're a Newham boy, I'm a Newham boy. Um, what, what we've moved to is actually detached from what we grew up in. That's yeah. new Newham. That's like new Labour, new Newham. Let's try and rebrand Newham and make it shiny and attract. And unfortunately, the working class get left behind. They do. They do, mate, like you say. I don't think it's it more kind of, sort of, you, you just sort of see all these places springing up and these art, like say, these art gallery bars and these these sort of craft beer merchants that have emerged. And then you've got the, sort of the working man's club shutting down. Well, yeah. not shutting down, but kind of having to shut down to sell to developers and then have a sort of single story club to kind of like, you know, make themselves smaller. It's just such a shame, you know, the central's gone. You know, it's, it's just it's just such a shame. You know, like Stratford was kind of already booming. Do you know what I mean? Before we moved there. Yes, that is. You know, true. and it's just kind of like look at the detriment it's done to sort of the area. You know, the area of the sort of Upton Park. It's just such a shame. You know, but then do you know what? Like you know, a lot of people in the film were talking about doing a sort of pop up Green Street, and I was like, yeah, no, I'd have that. Like there's plenty of room there to sort of do a Nathan's Pie and Mash sort of tent, weren't there? And a, you know. Invite some of the older pubs over there and sort of sell them, you know, to try and make some money, you know, to sort of set up a tent and, you know, it's, it's feasible, but, you know, none of, no, it was just, no one was really consulted, you know, and just, now no, you've got kind of Dunkin' Donuts and things like that. And that's, it, see, that's still very alien to me, seeing like a Dunkin' Donuts and a West Cornwall pasty. It's so, it's so branded, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. I mean, not the, the I mean, the, 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 I, I, the only time I've on the, on the apron, yeah. was when they put the pie mash in, and I thought, I'll give it a go. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, the £6.50 cost, I sort of swallowed, but yeah. it's a wooden spoon. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and when I said that, people, some people thought I was barking. And I was like, well, no, you you, you can taste the wood. I can't taste <laughs> the pie mash. You yeah, know, yeah. it was like, no, nah, I'm not doing it, mate. <laughs> no, yeah, I thought yeah. I won't eat you. You got you got to keep posh people away from pie and mash. You know what I mean? You just well, gotta, yeah, yeah. You, got to, you got to. But um, I mean, you know, so at least the Ribman's over there. That's a positive. You know, it's just I guess we just you think you, I think we need a few more over there. Do you know what I mean? It's, 
once you start getting a few more over there, I think it will feel a little bit more like home. Do you know what I mean? I think, I think the problem faces. is, yeah, is that, and this is part of the move where people, would, even me, would never thought about, was that West Ham are not controlling the food. Well, that's it. There's so many people that, who controls what over there these days? I don't know what happens, you know. On the apron, that's yes. followed by uh, LS185 Stadium. That stadium. Once yeah. you've crossed the bridge, that's all controlled by LLDC. Right. Who are in cahoots with Westfield. And I think the problem is Westfield are protecting their um, restaurants. So I don't know. I got told that Westfield could block certain things being put on the land outside, like the food stalls and everything on the World Cup. Yeah. Because it, it could be counterproductive. Shoppers may want to walk in and buy that food rather yeah. than eating the restaurants. Mm. I think it's it's a bit of self-protectionism. We yeah, always nah. thought Westfield would be a partner where actually Westfield don't really want us. Yeah. It's a shame because so, I think the club, club should have really made up. I guess they they probably knew that before we moved, so that's probably why they gave no one any assurances, really. Yeah. It's a shame, though. It's just, you know, it's such a shame. I think, I think some people just, you know, relied on a lot of them traders over the years, you know? Yeah. But uh, that, that's, that's uh, kind of the problem with making changes to West Ham. There's so many different um, parties involved in controlling this and controlling that. Nothing's really centralised, is it? So it's sort of very hard. So you could say one thing to... Um, to the club and you know if you had a sort of meeting with them and then they can just sort of say oh no we don't control that it's it's very hard it's, it's sort of easier for them to be sort of less accountable now because they yeah. can kind of hide behind other people involved at the stadium which is it's a cop out really do you know what I mean because yeah such yeah. a shame it's just it's just I mean, these are the problems they like you know the, the burgers Mr. Flippers you know, try and get on there from the get go and it's just like closed door after closed door but like you say they're probably protecting sort of his vested interests on that park, obviously, you know. Yeah, I mean, the club, for me, this is where the club failed. I think they strung people along, even the sweet man, you know, he was filmed talking to David yeah. Gold, and David Gold was like, we will do our best. And I think, yeah. they, I think they already knew that they couldn't have those people there. Yeah. yeah. You, you know, and now the club are like, well, you know, we don't owe them a living. They rented private land, which is true. They, have to, yeah. they rented the private land. Um, people's houses or even the church lad one stall next to it so it was nothing to do with West Ham they washed their hands of it and, yeah. and I think they felt to realise that was part and parcel of going to football yeah it wasn't, just sta- it wasn't just the stadium was it it was no. everything else around it and yeah. it's also, you know, it's also I mean it's, it's just complete sign of sensory experience going over West Ham it's the smell you know, it's the sort of sight of just when you walk out and you're amongst the streets and all the traders, do you know what I mean? And this place just ain't got it at the moment, you know? Yeah. But we are, you know, I like to try and be hopeful and try and think something can happen, you know, but oh, time will tell. I mean, I think they've got, I think the board have got sort of this summer to at least show, you know, because it's, it's all, it's all, it's all words at the moment, isn't it? Yeah. Words are easy, mate, do you know what I mean? But, you know, if you can start, actually signing some decent players and actually start making some changes. But I don't, if they don't, it's just you're just going to get... I think you get more of the same that we saw at the Burnley game, I think, you know? Yeah, I mean, the one thing I always used to warn about in Olas was the worst thing to happen to West Ham would be they remained West Ham. 
but just yeah. in another grant. You know, they had to actually deliver. Yeah. It had been no good moving us there and, and shrugging their shoulders like they used to go. And, well, we did our best, but unfortunately, you know, our best weren't good enough. There's no excuse there because people will go, well, actually, you, you've lied to us, we're off. Yeah, yeah. So um, much of like, so much of West Ham was that home ground to me. You know? yeah. Such a such a so much of the identity was based there. You know, like oh, you don't feel like it's just ironic when you go somewhere that it says West Ham, but it's not West Ham at the moment. You know, but yeah, you know, yeah. there's that argument. There is that argument. You know, you can say, well, they performed on the pitch. You know, a lot of these things would kind of uh, recede into the background. But then I I I, I don't think you sort of fans that sort of always supported West Ham would would completely accept that, you know. They don't, they don't, I think those people would be sort of, even if we were doing, doing well in the league, you know, I, I still think people would have problems with the ground and the actual experience on a match day. Yeah, yeah. I think it all comes as a package, though, on and off the pitch. The move was yeah. sold on and off the pitch. And unfortunately, yeah. so far, they've failed in both. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, it, it, I mean, I've always said, though, I think until five years, that you, you is probably when you look and go, do you know what? This has been the biggest disaster in the world. I think, I think they've still got time on their side to get yeah. it right. But every season that passes, that time runs out. Yeah. People, um, you know, your, old, your, your older school, I think, just stopped going, didn't they? Yes. Yeah, and I, and I think ultimately, if you, if you don't for the day trippers, who wants to go? If you're just a day tripper going for the day and you got these tickets and wherever, like you know, <laughs> I, you know, I'm a bit of a masochist. I don't, I, I, I still enjoy it when we lose, we lose three 0 Do you know what I mean? So like, yeah. you know, the, but the day trippers don't, you know, because I think they go and expect to sort of see a, see, you know, the nature of modern football is the results based business now, isn't it? I think I think we shielded ourselves with the bowling ground and. What surrounded it for a long time from modern football. Obviously, things crept in. Like you, you can't not. You know, you can't stop that. But you know, now I think we're just completely at sort of at the moment. It's just it's a sort of flood of sort of the modern games just sort of flooded us really. You know, from the stadium move and sort of the sky is it, money. Is it not the West Ham way to get it wrong? Oh, always. Yeah, <laughs> it was always going to fuck up, wasn't it? It's never going to. Um, you know, a bit of me does take heart. The fact that how bad it's gone in the actually the the, the West Ham's still there on new and love. Yeah, yeah. In the fact yeah. is they even managed to fuck that up. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, really, like you know, the deal they had was financially is incredible. Oh. When you think, you, know, you think, yeah. oh great, we'll invest in the team. Like you see it on paper. Oh, we've got some money flying about in the club now. We'll uh, yeah. invest that on the you know in the squad, and then you look and you're like, oh Jesus. Patrice ever, I think, oh, geez. yeah, you know, but, yeah. Uh, you know, then the January transfer window, I think that's a lot of the problems, I think that's why I've got so many problems now, I think it's sort of, seeing, I mean, I wasn't a massive fan of IU, but I'd still rather him in the squad than sort of, than not having, you know, but, well, yeah, I mean, they've strengthened, you see the damage he did against us, they've strengthened what was a relegation rival at the time. And yeah. replacing him with a championship player, you know, just just was never part of the process, was it? Those days were supposed to be over. Yeah, yeah. It, it, you know, I don't want to speak ill of 
Hugh Hill, I don't, no. I, I don't think we've seen really if he's good enough or not. He hasn't had a chance. No, he was buzzing. You know, you saw him on the sort of video. He said actually he's buzzing when he signed for us. Fair play to you, mate. Do you know what I mean? Well, he's, he's got a dream move, hasn't he? Of course he has, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, he's probably doubled his wages. It don't matter if he plays or not. He's just living the Premier League dream. He was at Preston, you know. He probably never yeah. thought he was ever going to get there. So, yeah, yeah. good luck to the lad. I, I really hope he does well. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Never an idea. All right, we'll, 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 we'll move it on quickly um, yeah. to a few, a few generic questions. So, how long have you supported the club, though? Well, I come to West Ham quite late. I'm 30 now, right? Yeah. So, I come to West Ham quite late in life. So, I've done the, my first ever game was the Millwall game in 2009. Wow. So, well, you picked Great. a good one. I did pick a good one. But it was really strange because I was never took to football. But like my dad's from up north, so we moved down to Chablis. Yeah. And sort of, West Ham was always a big part of my life just because everyone in Chablis, kind of, apart from your Cockney Red, supported West Ham. So I was always around kind of the training ground, like, you know, in Chablis. Yeah. Sort of, um, sort of Razor Ruddocks and that lot. I was hobbling about the car parks and that. But, and then that's, that's the thing, it's sort of, I, when I sort of started making this film, I was like, oh, bloody, I ain't been around here long enough. I don't feel entitled. But, like, you know, my mate, my, one of my mates around me, he said to me, it's like, it's the appeal, the appeal of the club. is like, how it can just sort of entrap people, you know? Yeah. And, you know, from that day onwards, it was just like, it's a complete and utter obsession. It's just ridiculous, you know? <laughs> I mean, was, really... it, was it a disappointment when you realised that not every game was like that Millwall game? No. Yeah, to be totally honest with you, Nigel, know, like, my favourite game ever, and this is this is our, and you, you, you'll probably like this. This, I was with my best mate who supported. Uh, he's dead now, bless him. But we we're at Sunderland. It was when we got when we got relegated under Grant. And I was at Bobby Morlow and my mate who, who supported Sunderland. So he was sat in with me, and there was a conga line going down in a oh, sort of chicken yes. run. And right. then then it was we were all chanting Kesarah, Sarah. You know, we got yes. Coventry. Oh, you know oh. that. Funny enough, I got I found photographs the other day of that conga. Yeah, and, <laughs> and, and we lost, didn't we? Um, yeah, three. I think it was three, three nil. nil. But the one Zenden, I think. Uh, Zenden always play, wasn't he? Yeah, scored from yeah. yeah. So it was it was one of them things, and I, I just looked at my mate, and my mate thought his son, he's a lot older than me. He went, this is so this is just a proper football club. It's got it all, mate. You know, and I was like, yeah, I was like, it's, it's like it's that self. You know, I'm quite a self-deprecating person. Do you know what I mean? And, it's that kind of self-deprecation with West Ham fans that I think draws me to the club, you know. You feel quite included in it. Yeah. Which, yeah. And that's, that's it then, really. That was, sort of season ticket was bought and sort of <laughs> the rest is history, really. I mean, I mean, it's, you've got quite a short period. So who would you be your all-time favourite player if you was going to pick one? Oh, bloody hell. Uh let me think. Oh, I don't know. I, 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 do you know what? I, just, it's a really, it's, I haven't seen many good players, to be honest. No, I'm, like, I'm not going to say, I'm not going to say pay it, just because that's the obvious choice. Yeah. But, um, who should I think of? Yeah, he, not on his ability, but I, I always respect Carlton Cole's loyalty, to be honest with you. Yes. Yeah, I, I, yeah he's a fan favourite. He's never the best, but, you know, I you know I had high hopes for Pablo Barrera when he first signed, and I was like, oh, he's gonna be great. <laughs> nah, nothing. You know, always the same. I I really like Gary O'Neill when he played for us. I thought he was. I always like a player that wants the ball. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. 
Yeah. Always like yeah. players. But um, my other mates that are in the film and they are seen the Canios. I mean, you know, that's the thing. We're sort of, I've been going for a very long time. Sort of, I made sure to, when we were making it, it's obviously like Kevin, he's been going since 1953. And yeah. Tommy's been going since like the early 80s and sort of since he was two. And, you know, Gary ain't missed the game since 1980. So it's one of them things. The thing is, I mean, I didn't even want to be in the film. But then, to be totally honest with you, I've got to have the... Uh, if I'm going to make a film, I've, to be honest with you, I've got to have the cojones to get in front of the camera. Do you know what I mean? I can't yeah. really hide behind the camera. So, you know, if my story's there, it's just who can say what they want, you know? It's just... I, I just think you've got to get in front of the camera. Do you know what I mean? I don't think I can hide behind other people, you know? Yeah. I, I, I mean, it's in regards to your story. You, you know, your story is your story. And it don't matter when you get there, as long as you get there. Which, yeah. you know... I, be fair, you did so for, for yeah. me. Fair play. I'm not um, a glory hunter. <laughs> yeah, well, no, I'm not. <laughs> oh, no. I don't know. Off the back of that Millwall game, I might call that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> 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 uh, right, last question. I'm gonna. You, you might have answered it. So, if you could go back in time and revisit one game, what would it be? Yeah. So now it would be the. Uh, the Sunderland. So it was the, it was the Sunderland one where we've been relegating. Yeah. There was the, yeah. Conga line down in the uh, chicken run and taste of ass or you know, whatever it will be, we're going to Coventry. That, that is crystallised West Ham for me as a club, you know. Yeah. Uh, just did the whole, you know, the not, the not winning and the sort of turning up regardless. And it's, it's very romantic that, you know, in, in a results-based kind of uh, industry, you know. I mean, I, I mean, in a way, the fact that you fell in love with West Ham during... Perhaps some of the worst periods, you know, I've been going since 77, and I would say wow. probably since, yeah, too fast since the Icelandics went bankrupt. Yeah. Which coincides with you turning up would be yeah. the worst period. We've lurched from, you know, the Tevez saga onwards. The, the clubs just seem a downward spiral. Um, yeah. that, that for you to then still come out and support the club, probably best. In, in a way, I've always said I fell in love with the club on, on relegation. We were relegated my first season. Your second season had gone down. So it's, it, it, it can define us at times, relegation. Yeah, but, and that's, we're prepared that's, to accept it. And that's probably my, my favourite season so far was the season of the championship. Championship, yeah. But I don't, I, I, you know, I think people romanticise the championship a bit. You know, that's a bit more authentic and it's, you're going to proper grounds, like you know, and it's. So I just don't think we'd get away with it, you know. Again, like, that does consume. You can't keep going down into that league and it not consume you, you know. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean I'm a great historian. And I always say we've all we we generally only get relegated once in a decade. So we've been yeah. relegated every decade from the seventies <laughs> onwards once. Yeah, and we've had our relegation this decade. So yeah. I think we're good till at least 2020. I think, and I think, we'll, I think we'll stay up. I think I generally yeah. think 36 points will keep us up this season, which is like yeah. it shows you how. The, I mean, there ain't much of a mid-table this season, is there? There's kind of no. everyone pushing, trying to get into Europe, and then there's kind of everyone else basically fighting for relegation. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It's a strange I mean, yeah. league, isn't it? I mean, we're 13 points above the bottom club, and we're 13 yeah. points behind Burnley in seventh. Yeah. And, and oh, yeah. that, that about sums it up. All right, Dave, yeah. we're going to wrap it up. Yeah, I, I appreciate the time you spent with me. And, no uh, worries. I look forward to catching up with you soon.
will be more. More than just a podcast. We'll be more. More than just a podcast. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.